Welcome back to the Yes Girl Live podcast. I'm your host, Christina Garcia, and today I have a very special guest for you, reigning out of the lands of West Africa. I'm so excited. She is an alchemist. And you know what? Just keep listening and find out for yourself because she is going to be dropping some wisdom on y'all. excited for this all day like i've been waiting and i even had to take a nap because like i was getting so excited i started shaking a little bit <laughs> you're like i gotta calm these nerves yeah <laughs> yeah get in sure. a different dimension right now <laughs> yeah that was exactly the vibe <laughs> oh my goodness How, how's your day been it's been okay it's been pretty chill um I had like a, a little bit of a hectic day yesterday, so I decided to take things easy today, and it's just been vibes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So now we get yeah. to close your day, uh, I, and close your day with this podcast, which is yay! So yeah. exciting. Thank you for making yeah. time for us. Um, Thank you for you guys, having me. Oh my god! Yes, absolutely. <laughs> For all of you joining, I am so excited to have this beautiful soul in front of me today, coming from West Africa, Talia in the house. (laughs) Yes, she is an alchemist and a woman who is really inviting us to create curiosity through the energetics of our human life, our experience. And she really allows her traumas to become her strength. She is a courageous woman who's really willing to go dive deep in the depths of the ocean as she should, as a Scorpio that she is. (laughs) And so (laughs) today I am super excited because it's gonna be juicy. And I know that this woman, has so much knowledge and wisdom and experience to share with us. And I cannot wait to go deep with you, girl. <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm so excited. This intro was unbelievable. I feel so hyped. <laughs> oh, yes. What kind of hype girl would I be if I'm not hyping yeah. you up, girl? <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. true. Okay, well, tell us, tell us about you. Tell us, let's just get started. Like what's, mm-hmm. how did you come into the work of alchemy? And what is that exactly for those people out there that don't really understand what alchemy is? Okay, let, let me start from like explaining what alchemy is because lots of people um, don't really get it because if you check Google for the actual definition of alchemy, <laughs> you would see that it's saying um, changing base metals from like, what they are into gold but like when I'm speaking of alchemy and like the spirituality aspect is basically taking um whatever you have whatever you've been given like your situations your struggles your pain and then working with that in a way that you kind of disintegrate it and break it down so you can see what all of you is basically looking at your entire mess <laughs> that makes up you and then sifting through those elements and then putting them back together to make something that is more valuable 
So that's what I mean <laughs> when I say I'm an alchemist. So it's basically, you know, Scorpio vibe, digging deep into all that shit and like doing stuff and making magic with it. So that's what I mean by alchemy. And then for the second part of how I came into this, I think we talked about it a little bit. I kind of had some traumatic experiences. <laughs> um, I was in a relationship that was pretty toxic and abusive. And at some point I had to just like wake up and be like, this, this isn't me. This isn't what I want for myself. This isn't what I know that I desire. And I had to just decide <laughs> to drop all of that. And in the process of that, it was, you, you know how relationships can be. And with the like push and pull, like no oh, one girl, to know. let go. <laughs> Knowing is, is bad for you, but like you're still, <sighs> that was the vibe. <laughs> so the severing was, was messy because of like, it wasn't that kind of clean break because of the push and pull, not wanting to let go, wanting to be in the relationship, wanting to be out of it. And then I would say <laughs> that my partner then was a super psychotic narcissist, like, <laughs> but I don't know, it kind of all worked out because that situation, after the relationship ended, it kind of brought me to the awareness that all these things I had been going through were not what I wanted. Like I, prior to the relationship I was a, I was a different person and then after I passed through the relationship and like came out at the other end I felt totally not myself I felt I felt broken I think that's the best way mm. to put it and that's kind of how like the alchemy thing was birthed because <laughs> like I was broken and like I could clearly see and feel all those parts of myself that I hadn't wanted to look at or I had been just shoving to the side and then using like this relation this toxic relationship like as a band-aid to cover everything and that's kind of how like I got into spirituality and all the magic of everything <laughs> oh my gosh we're gonna get deeper into yeah. that but I want to bring up something that is really important that you brought up which is like the elements shifting through the elements to get to the core truest self of you which is in by yeah. definition in google gold right like we are all gold yeah. we are all we light are stardust yes all of those things <laughs> And mm -hmm. the elements that we can relate it to are the experiences that we go through. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you bring up a good point because many times we have hardships in our life and we think, oh my God, this is the end of my life. And especially when you keep going back and forth, right? When mm -hmm. you keep going back yeah. and forth with the push and pull that you had in your relationship, it's like, this is never going to end. And it seems like in that time frame, right? Yeah, yeah it seems all consuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. so how did you find yourself in that place transitioning out of it? Like, when did you know? Was there a time that you knew? Was there a specific thing that you went through with your ex, your narcissistic ex that really <laughs> was like, woke you up? You just woke up one day or was it like, just the accumulation like what was it I think it was more of like the accumulation because like there were so many instances that like showed up as red flags and 
personally i knew that they were red flags like when they were happening i knew like i knew these things and i would just be like uh no let me just push it aside let okay me give know. us I'll give us some examples it. give us some examples of those red those red flags okay so this was when i was in uni so back then um when we would come back home um from home back to school and everything so he was kind of like an would, would I call it a resident assistant or something like that? Or So he had like his whole space to himself. So I would stop by his place before like I would sort out my um, housing and everything. So on this particular day, <clears throat> um, I think my, bro- my bro- brother hadn't sorted out his housing thing as well. So he needed like he needed a place to stop by and like put his things before like he could sort out the housing and everything. So I was like, oh why doesn't he come by? Like <laughs> it's my brother. <laughs> that kind of thing. And then when he got there, this guy started behaving like a maniac. Like he he waited till my brother left and then he started like saying shit about him. He was like basically he's not shit, like he's irresponsible, all those type of things. Like why couldn't he get to those kind of things? And <laughs> I take my family very, very personally. So I kind of snapped as well and things just like escalated and went out of hand. And that was I think that was the first time that he actually hit me and I was like, well that is a little bit <laughs> too much. Like nah, this was but after a while, like I kind of calmed down and I just pushed it aside. I was like, uh, we were caught up in moments. Both of us were like upset and we we're angry. And I was just trying to justify it and everything. And then stuff like this kept happening. There was another time where he said he wanted to get to know my friends. So he like hosted um, a party for like, <laughs> for like, for like all of us to get together and like meet up and then after the party, he got really moody and acting some type of way. And I was like, what's up? And then he started complaining that, oh, I love my friends much more than I love him. <laughs> All those type of like crazy, crazy stuff. And these things kept like piling up over time. I couldn't even like be in class. He would complain that, oh, I he texted me and I didn't text back. Like all these things just like kept popping up up and down the place I couldn't have my space like it was so suffocating <sighs> god oh my <laughs> gosh it's exhausting yeah it's making me exhausted but that's kind of how like it built up and then I was just like you know what no no I, I, I can't live like this I feel so small and suffocated and like from where I was to where I am now I'm kind of like going in a backwards motion like I'm not growing that kind of vibe and I was just like no I'm done (laughs) yeah oh man so it's like the heaviness of what accumulated from that instance that you had of the fight and it seemed Mm -hmm. like it just got worse he got more possessive yeah yeah definitely escalated over time Uh and he got more controlling yeah I think the feeling I would use to describe it best would be suffocating I felt really really suffocated and you know how it is when you're like in a really hot room and like you can't get any oxygen and imagine that you're a plant and you're trying to blossom it just won't work out that was kind of the vibe yeah Wow. Yeah. You like wither and die. If you're a plant that thrives off of a nourishing (laughs) environment, 
and it's hot yeah. as hell and you're depleted mm-hmm. of hydration, then you just wilt away. Yeah. I love that imagery that you <laughs> described. Yeah. And what I really picked up from your story, as far as red flags go for any woman out there who's listening, who may be mm. in a narcissistic relationship or doesn't know if she's in one is really to pay attention to the progressiveness of control yeah. and the progressiveness mm-hmm. of possessiveness. Yes. And I would also say that like, because I I also mentioned that I, when all these things were happening, I knew what they were. So it's not like, and I, that would point back to the intuition thing. We always knew, (laughs) we always knew, like no matter how we try to like cover things up and make excuses for them, we always knew. But at that point I hadn't like taken the time to cultivate my intuition. I hadn't developed it to like the point I am at now. So I would just be like, I would feel a certain way and I'll be like, no, just brush it off. Don't do that. Like that is the worst thing you can do to yourself in that kind of situation. Like always listen to your gut instincts because in the end, that's what saved me like at the point where everything like just kind of bubbled over it was my intuition that saved me and it was my intuition that like um showed me um I read this book I kind of the Celestine series like it talks about synchronicities and it was like my intuition that led me to all those synchronicities in the aftermath that kind of helped me put myself back together if that makes sense absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah Oh my gosh. So with your intuition, you said that you didn't really know how to trust it until it started to really be challenged. So what do you think got in the way prior to your relationship that blocked your intuition? Like, what was it like growing? Was there something growing up? Was there something that you learned along the way that your intuition was hindered by? Um, I I think not not really, but in some ways, like I grew up in a pretty conservative environment, and like I've always been kind kind of like super intuitive, like I'm super in touch with like the universe and like what's going on in my environment. But in my culture, that isn't like <laughs> even speaking about like being in touch with the universe, they would be like, oh, this girl is a witch. <laughs> that kind of vibe so it wasn't really encouraged so I and I had no um touch points I had like apart from I grew up Christian I'm not sure if I mentioned that like I grew up Christian so like that was the thing it was like oh Jesus and God and like everything outside of that is just not right that was the kind of environment that I grew up in so it, it kind of felt limiting and I keep this word keeps coming up for me suffocating like I always kind of felt suffocated in like my full expression of self because mm. I wasn't able to like if I would feel a certain way and I would voice it it would be silenced as well that isn't right that isn't the norm that isn't what is accepted this is the way you should go that kind of vibe so I think that's where all of that kind of stemmed for yeah I 100% resonate because you did mention before that you did grow up Christian and it's really hard in your culture and in the region that you live because 99% of your community is Christian and so when you talk Mm -hmm. about universal connection and God being you know, someone and something that lives within us it's like a concept that they cannot wrap their mind around Uh uh-huh 
It's almost like blasphemy or something. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because religion, organized religion teaches us that something is bigger than us and that there is a duality Mm -hmm. like heaven and hell, God and the devil. And it, for me, that was probably one of the things that pulled me away from Christianity myself, because Mm -hmm. I grew up in a Catholic home as well. And Christianity is something that I found in college. And so I transitioned from Catholicism to Christianity, which is about, it's it's still the same concept, right? (laughs) It's a little bit different. (laughs) And towards the end of my marriage, like the last five years, uh, I started to really question my foundation and question what was being taught in church. And you bring up a really Uh good point when it comes to intuition and you just know, like there's just something that feels off, right? You were feeling off Mm -hmm. in your relationship. Same thing for me is like, there was something that I was learning in the church that didn't jive. And one of those things was like, if you don't love Jesus, then you're going to hell. And to me, right. It just felt (laughs) so heavy. Like, who am I to tell somebody that if they don't believe what I believe, that they're done for and I think that was the biggest thing for me because like in Christianity you read the bible and I'm I love the bible like because it kind of uses metaphors and like is this is the same thing is I always say the thing is all the same thing (laughs) it's all the same thing it's just like packaged different ways so that people in different places can understand it based on their culture so I would see like all these references in the bible and then this is what they'll be teaching us about love they'll be teaching us about like hope and faith and all these things but I couldn't see that translated into the lives of the people that were forcing this thing down my truth and saying that like oh if I don't take this I'm going to hell and I couldn't get there's this particular verse it says do not judge or you will be judged and the whole like basis of Christianity they're so I think they're some of the most judgmental people and I just couldn't get it in my Australia when I was younger now it's much better like I can I can use my mind because I'm pretty developed and understand it. But back then as a child, it was so confusing for me because I could feel it in my body. I knew that, nah, this, this, just, this just wasn't it. But what I was seeing and what I was being told was completely contrary to what I was feeling. So there was this kind of disconnect between what I was getting and what I was knowing. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that is huge. The hip- I think when you start to really see inconsistencies or hypocrisy in behavior uh-huh. versus what's being taught, it's, it is a trigger, right? It's just like the red flags you had in your relationship. You see it enough. Uh-huh. You see the inconsistency. Yeah. <laughs> <Super> <laughs> yeah and it's, it's almost like gaslighting. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's exactly like what that Mm -hmm. is like. And so I really resonate with that super hard. And I thank you for sharing that because I don't think that it's probably easy to be able to say this live Uh. and knowing that this is going to be (laughs) published and your family could possibly listen to this. Yeah, I think by now they knew that like I'm a radical, so (laughs) it's fine. But are you? But are they radical? (laughs) They'll have to deal. They'll just have to deal. (laughs) I'm okay with the repercussions. (laughs) 
And see, this right here is what's so beautiful mm-hmm. because I think when you're really in the work of, as you call it, alchemy, and you're in the work mm-hmm. of really finding yourself and the mastery of life, you start to create a peace within yourself that allows mm-hmm. you to be okay with other people being exactly where they're at. Honestly, you you couldn't have said it any better. And I think for me, that was like the biggest shift I felt because prior to to like me being who I am now like things were so messy and things were so like complicated and confusing so coming from that confusion and chaos and then coming into peace is like a revolutionary feeling like I don't even think I can (laughs) explain it in words like you just become so okay with like who you are and your experience and you understand that like everything that anybody else is like giving off or they're they're sharing or like they're projecting on you is just like their shadow reflecting out into the world and then they're projecting that on you or maybe it's your shadow that is like being projected outwards so like it could go two ways and then when you understand that it just it changes the whole game (laughs) Girl, you are like speaking to my soul. And I love, (laughs) I love that you said peace is revolutionary. Can we quote that, please? Can we throw that on a bumper sticker or something? We should make some (laughs) t-shirts. Because that's so true. It's in the peace Uh that you find peace. You find the revolution of self Mm -hmm. because we hold on tight so hard to so many different things. And we don't realize that the grip that we hold, I have this like picture of a rope, you know, and you're holding on tight and then your hand Mm -hmm. is getting blistered and bruised. Just holding on. And the blood stops flowing. (laughs) Yes. Holding on. But then the ease of letting go, the relief that you find in that basic action is the same thing yeah. we do with our thoughts and our thoughts are the most powerful po- like super point. powerful <laughs> yes. do you know I think that was one that was also one of the other things that really like I learned from like my personal spiritual journey like the power of our thoughts and I think we talked about this like Abraham <laughs> Hicks that was who kind of like brought it to the forefront of like my consciousness basically because Prior to everything that I was doing, I I would keep thinking about I was I was what how would I put it I would worry about certain things happening and then they would happen and then that would like reaffirm my belief that if <laughs> so I was kind of caught up in like this hamster wheel and my thoughts just kept like propagating themselves and you know how thoughts are like you get one thought and then it latches onto another one and then like it just becomes a whole tangled mess of chaos. <laughs> yes like really need to pay attention to like the things that we're thinking yeah and the chaos is funny because we self-create <laughs> the chaos yeah mm-hmm. it's almost as if we're obsessed with self-sabotage like and it kind of makes us think how like we are used to being a certain way so anything outside of that like peace even feels unnatural to us like as revolutionary as it is we're used to creating like this chaos and self-sabotaging and not allowing ourselves to have what we want we feel like we're not um good enough or we're not worthy enough or we don't deserve these things that's like are readily available to us so we just keep finding ways to (laughs) make the channels like blocks and make the process of getting them more difficult like 
And I think that's the one of the best things about alchemy. When like you're kind of caught up in this mess, the universe <laughs> reaches a point where it just says, no, like I'm not letting this happen anymore. And that's the point where you just get shattered. Like if, if you choose it yourself, I feel like the process would be much easier. But most times we don't choose it and we end up allowing it to bubble over to the point where like the universe is like, nah, bitch, <laughs> I'm going to fix this for you. And then we just end up broken. And that is the point where like we get to put ourselves back together. Mm. Yeah. Put ourselves back together. That's the thing is uh. we are the ones in control of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when we claim it, when we allow the victimization of it happening to us versus happening for us, which that for is us. also in the Bible, by the way, right? <laughs> yeah. like, that is in the Bible. So going back to what you said about like being lots of very hard truths in the Bible and extracting mm-hmm. what is true and how it's actually applied to your life. This is one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people love to take the Bible out of context. Like they just pick the parts that suit themselves because like truth is not fantastic. Like you wouldn't want to accept yourself that you're doing poorly or like that you're a piece of shit. And sometimes you just have to face that fact that you're the one that is causing this thing. Because there's also another verse in the Bible that says um, God has given us everything we need for life so if and then the bible also emphasizes this fact that like god is not going to come down and interfere in your like life and fix things for you he has given you everything you need so you need to do what you need to do to get to where you need to be with all these things that he has given but most of us just want to i don't know (laughs) i don't know i think we want things to just happen magically for us or like it makes it easier when we tell ourselves that, oh, this thing is out of our control or I don't know. There are so many um, tangents that this thought process can go off on. But the bottom line is that we need to step back into our power. Like we are self, like as much as we're part of the, co- the greater collective, we are like self-contained beings is like, I always love to use like the body system because for me, and um, that was what helped me understand like this being part of like a greater collective because like we have this beautiful body that we've been gifted and like there are so many parts of the body. We have the cells, we have the organs, we have the systems, like all these little, little things. And if we take ourselves and understand it as us being one part of this whole and understanding that okay yeah all these parts are different but they're all working together to like allow our bodies function at optimal like function <laughs> i think it would help us understand things better because like imagine if your heart decided to start to just stop pumping like what would happen to the rest of the body so we need to understand ourselves in like that context that yes we're a part of this greater picture and like yes we have this supreme god who is generous and (laughs) always loving and like caring and protecting but then you have your part to play in this like unfolding journey of evolution and growth over lifetimes like you have your own and that's where (laughs) i love reading books because books are amazing the alchemist i don't know if you've read it but like alchemist by paulo colo i don't know if i pronounced that name well (laughs) but (laughs) 
he he was basically explaining that we all have like our personal legends that we need to fulfill and no matter how like insignificant we think our part to play is it makes a giant ripple in like the grand scheme of things so yeah <laughs> i felt like i babbled for so long <laughs> Girl, no, that's what this is space is for. This is exactly what it's for. Let channel, let the channel yeah. flow because that's um, where a lot of truth comes through is when we um, allow ourselves to be unrestricted in our truth. And that's all that is for you. And I love it. Yeah. I'm just absorbing it all because it all is exactly <laughs> that. It's truth and it's your truth. And what's beautiful about all of this is we're not here trying to convince anybody of anything yeah. when it comes down mm, to sure. it, right? When it comes mm-hmm. down to it, it is your personal experience as an individual that awakens a part of your soul that nobody else can tell you. So yeah. you can go to <laughs> church. I can- love that you said awakens a part of your soul. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that because that's actually what it is. And it's not something that can happen from something like external stimuli. Like it has to come from you. You have to choose like to embark on this journey. (laughs) Sorry, I cut you off. (laughs) No, I love it, girl. Let it come. Let it come. Like seriously. Yeah. Like I was just, I was actually just thinking about that this morning because I was listening to, I also like to, I'm more of a book on tape. I don't really sit down and read. I feel like I don't have time to sit down and read these days. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine with your yeah. kids, baby. <laughs> yes. And so me, it's like when I'm at the gym, I throw in a book on tape and I was listening uh-huh. to this concept of like, you're not necessarily here as a person to convince somebody else or evangelize to somebody else mm. the, the mm. truth, right? The truth yeah. that exists within we're that we here. all have access to like <laughs> yes yes and we're here yeah. to share stories share experiences to build connection and then start the work of introspection within mm. Mm. right because yeah. self self mastery comes when you realize that you are the master that you are the one that is creating <sighs> your reality that is creating yeah. right your experience uh-huh. and it's the experiences that are your teacher yeah and I find that this um this experience thing that you're speaking of people find it's difficult to understand because we think about time in like a linear sense we think about it in past present and future and for the average human like we spend so much time beating ourselves up over things that are happening in the past or things that we want in the future that we don't spend enough time like focusing on this present moment to like create it into what we want it to become and then when it doesn't turn out that way we're like I don't, I don't know. I don't get that. Totally. (laughs) No. And you speak about something very important, which is like the illusion of time. We Uh. are, what I have found in my own life is that if I'm focused too much in the future of what is to come, or if I'm focused too much in the past of what has happened, I lose complete sight of what's happening now. And now, yes, this, yes, right? <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> yeah. And now is lit- literally the only thing that we have, the yeah. only thing. Mm-hmm. 
and we get to use like our past as as again just like our experiences as a teacher mm-hmm. so that we, we have lessons yeah so we <laughs> that's can where be- you get to unearth all that that gold <laughs> yes exactly exactly and so I just think that's super important for people to take away from what you're saying is is the timing the timing to trust the timing to be in the present yeah yeah that being present is key like if you don't take anything else (laughs) from this whole chat that we've had stay present like I know how difficult it can be when you have like stuff going on you have work you have kids you have like a family you have I get it like honestly I really really get it because I myself find it so difficult to stay present because like I spend a lot of time in my head so I know how difficult it is but I've I've from my experience I found that like the moments where I'm most present those are like the times when I get to manifest things that I actually desire. Like when I'm being, and there was this meme I saw about, I'll I'll look for it and send it to you. It was explaining like the states of mind and there was mindful and there was mindless and there was out of my mind. (laughs) So we, we, we get caught up being like mindless. Like we're just doing things like, yeah okay we have routines we wake up we get ready for work we do this we do that but we're not actually like being present in like the process of what we're doing we're not actually like immersing ourselves in the moments to get like the lessons and the benefits of now and that is like another key like (laughs) that you need in life to be able to like calibrate yourself to the levels that you want to get immersing yourself in the present moment it is essential And I think we all need to like practice a little more mindfulness in everything that we do, despite all the chaos that is going on. Yes. Um, (laughs) Tell us, tell us how you tap into mindfulness. Like how do you become present and how do you know when you're not being present? Like you talked about, like, you know, obviously thinking too much about the future or whatever, but how do you know personally when you're not being present and what do you use to tap yourself back in? So for me, when I find that I'm not being present, I tend to start getting anxious and like my mind starts jumping from like so many different topics or you see I start like scrolling through my phone jumping from app to (laughs) app (laughs) or like scrolling mindlessly on Instagram and like just liking stuff that's when I start like realizing that oh I'm not here with what I'm doing especially the social media thing I find that I do that a lot like I scroll mindlessly and then I look at the time and I'm like 20 minutes have gone by what was I doing girl 20 so, minutes like, the first step <laughs> I'd be like girl I'll be looking at my phone I'm like it's an hour and a half I literally just watched TikTok for an hour and a half what am oh I doing God. with TikTok. my life TikTok is a trap TikTok is a trap <laughs> Like you just get stuck watching so many, and you know how like it just keeps scrolling, like you just keep going. Yes, I know that very well. I know that very well. <laughs> so the first thing I do, I always like work on my breath because like the breath is in is the life. Like that is what enables you to connect back into flow. So I always once I catch myself, I just take deep breaths. Like that has become one of my favorite practices like to bring myself back if I'm feeling anxious like I breathe if I'm angry I breathe (laughs) anything I just breathe because like what that does for you now is that 
on a physiological level, you're pumping oxygen back into your body and like your cells are activating and <laughs> all that magic. I'm not a biologist, but like I know that much. So I take deep breaths and then I go back. I always make a to-do list at the beginning of my day. So if I was caught up in like doing something and I got distracted, I try to like go back to what I was doing. <clears throat> if I wasn't doing anything, <laughs> Maybe I was just on my phone. I checked my to-do list and then I tried to like realign myself to like what the energy of that day was or like what that task was. And then I just take it from there. Oh, so good. Yeah. Life, life, <laughs> breath is all one. So pranama, yeah. right? They say prana or mm-hmm. is it pranayama. I think it's pranayama. Pranayama. <laughs> yes. Yeah that's the breath of life. And so I think it's really beautiful that you bring that up because we forget that yeah. without that, without the breath, we don't function. And that is the yeah. best way <laughs> for us to bring. And we presence. take these little things for granted. Like, you know how oxygen is just all around us and like, we can't see it. So like, it's just something that we take for granted. Like it doesn't really matter until, and it, I find that it's always until you don't have the thing that you so desperately need that you <laughs> start to find appreciation for it. But we need to like learn how to appreciate it while we have it so that we can have more of it. Like gratitude is another big thing. Uh. But that is presence. That is presence is understanding. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Understanding that Gaia, which is the universe, all of us, everything exists there. Like you said, God has everything that you need. Everything that you need is at your fingertips Uh and breath, breath is our life. And that is the simplest form of us becoming Uh present, which I love. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, with presence for me too, with becoming present, I always keep a list of things that I'm grateful for, even if it's like super basic. You know, my son's always at the top of the list. The fact that I have food in my fridge, the fact that I'm alive and I woke up today, you know, those are like three things in my life that is always the top of your head. Yeah. Yeah. That are always easy to refer to. And so I know that if I am spiraling, if I am same thing, like building an anxiety, because I do have history of having anxiety attacks And it is when I get so caught up in what has happened before or what or how it's going to play out in my future. And it's for some reason, breathing is definitely one. So I resonate with you there. And the other is just, okay, going back to what do I have right now? What do I have right now that I am so grateful for? Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, and it doesn't even have, like, I think people, try to like they focus so much on what they don't have that like it's so difficult to like be grateful for what you have but it doesn't even have to be anything that elaborate you can be grateful that you have electricity you can be grateful that you have water to drink you can be grateful that you have clothes to wear you get it's so easy to be grateful and it is another like I said peace was revolutionary gratitude is revolutionary because it flips your whole perspective like because when you think about it do you know how many people don't even have food to eat or like clean water to drink or like electricity or like beds to sleep on it's just it's mind-blowing so when you think of all that you have you have like your technology you have your phones you 
you have food, you have clothing, like you have all these things and yet you can't find gratitude in you. It's, it's a little bit mind-blowing. Yeah. And it just goes right back to what we've talked about with Abraham Hicks. If you guys don't know who Abraham Hicks is, she is an energy channeler and she really goes into like pure self. Like when she's in channel, Mm -hmm. it, she just Mm -hmm. redirects you. She redirects you. There's nothing like it, like you just have to experience it for yourself. (laughs) Really check her out on YouTube. (laughs) Yes. So when you get off of this podcast, then go over and check it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, she talks about the spiral and how when you are in this place of focusing on something that's not working for you, it really just takes one one step outside of that. So when you're like mm-hmm. enraged and anger, can you move to a place of just being mad? And then can you just move to a place of, okay, now I'm kind of sad. And then kind of, so there's like these levels that you can yeah. slightly shift to. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's a little bit better, then the last feeling that you had, then you are moving in the right direction and to give yourself grace into allowing that to happen for you. Um, Mm. I think is big. I think is big. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I love that you talked about um, grace and like just moving, just taking the next best step. Like, okay, I'm tired. What is the next best thing? Like just sits or something take a nap <laughs> like just it doesn't have to be some phenomenal shift I think and we as humans we we don't appreciate the little things because like there's this thing in society that like they glorify only the massive like steps that someone can make like the massive success like the massive money like the wealth like they always want to like blow it up and then the little things that actually build up to making this massive success tend to be neglected and those are like what creates like the um, quantum shifts like just shifting from rage to be mad to like just digressing and making it smaller <laughs> is phenomenal yeah the grace as well like giving yourself grace through this process like we need to be able to like hold ourselves because these things are not going to happen like we've been so programmed and conditioned most of us from birth like to be a certain way and like this deconditioning process is not just going to you're not just going to snap your fingers and everything is fixed and I find that like with my own journey I find that I I kept beating myself up like I would make progress but then I would be like oh but I haven't gone this far like I would do something like very amazing and then for a while I would be happy about it then I would like fall back into old patterns and start beating myself up but like at some point I'd be like come like babe (laughs) look at how far you've come (laughs) like look at how far you've come remember where you used to be and that really helped me like it helped me go much faster than like I probably would have if I wasn't able to like hold myself and give myself that grace and um there's this thing that um Melanie and Leah always say she says you have to love yourself enough like to hold yourself before you can expect any of that from any outside like source 100, 100%. When we say, oh, find your soulmate. And this is something that Abraham talks about too. When you look for finding your soulmate, it's about mating with your soul first so that Mm. you understand what it's like when you actually meet another soul who is mating with yours. So recognizing that. (laughs) that. Yes. 
Yeah. So recognizing that about yourself. And I think you brought up something really beautiful too. Um, when we were, you know, we've been talking a lot about like, oh, when you're too much focused on the past and it builds anxiety and it takes you away from the present, there is a time where reflection of the past is absolutely a positive thing for you. And that's what you said is looking back at how far you've been or how far you've come in what you've been uh-huh. through in order to be where you are right yeah. now yes yes we need to like actually like everything I don't believe that anything happens that isn't supposed to happen so yes um we might make decisions that shift us off onto different paths and different trajectories but like it doesn't matter what trajectory you go on everything that happens to you and this is another where the celestine prophecy like the book series really helped me because it kind of like with the whole synchronicity thing it kind of helped me understand that it doesn't matter like what choices i make like whether good or bad like everything that i've decided was happened for my benefits and then I also need to like put into perspective that like I am a human but like I'm a spirit being that is in a human experience and like before I birthed into like this reality that I'm in like I decided this like my my spirit self like my eternal self was consciously aware of like all the situations that I decided to like come into this life into an experience before I even came here it's just that when we're birthed into this earth realm like we come we come with amnesia so like it's like a clean slate that allows us to make different choices and all those choices are the the mess and the chaos that build up our character and like help us like set the foundations to become phenomenal like I look at it like that because everything that's all the the most difficult things that have happened to me have kind of set me up to be where I am today and I wouldn't I couldn't even think of like a better way that I could have chosen to set it up for myself so you just have to know that these um, synchronicities and like all these things that fall on your path everything that happens all the past hurts and everything are there for you so instead of looking at them as um, trauma or like pain even though yes they're traumatic and they're painful don't hold on to that aspect of them look under under all that like rubble and find like the gems because you always learn something like for example from my my toxic relationship I learned so much about relationships from that relationship I learned that okay first of all this isn't how I want to be loved this isn't how I want to love. Like, even though like there were so many negative things that I could have chosen to focus on, like I had to make the conscious decision to shift my perspective from all those things to like finding the actual gems that would help me grow. And that's another thing. If your mindset is not that of like you don't have a growth mindset, like if you don't have that type of mindset is going to be difficult so <laughs> you would have to now start cultivating a growth mindset understand that in this lifetime where we're just passing through and like we're trying to accumulate all the experiences and like all the lessons so that as a collective we can evolve so when you put all those things into perspective it kind of helps <laughs> oh Girl, you literally (laughs) explained exactly what I believe in too and what I've evolved to believe in as far as 
we're all these anxious, ancient, ancient <laughs> souls, right? Yeah. That have lived mm-hmm. multiple lifetimes. And we uh-huh. decide when we want to enter into a human experience again. And when, you know, you hear people talking about breaking ancestral trauma, it's not just uh-huh. like what's happening, like in your family front. It is what yes. your soul has carried for eons. Uh-huh. And every, and I really believe that every time you enter this experience, it's an invitation to rediscover not only who you are and how you're, how you are of God and connected to the universe, but it allows you to break through those different ancestral traumas that you have acquired over time because when you I feel like when you meet someone and you're like you're an old soul like there is like truth (laughs) yes I don't think we understand how much truth (laughs) there actually is you know some of these phases we just throw them around because we're so used to using them but like there's actually so much truth in that like these people didn't just like come to being like that they've experienced lifetimes of of experiences and like stuff that have made them come out this way and even if they're not consciously aware of that and that's that that now ties into like the dna chats like there's so much that we don't understand about dna and i don't even think we'll ever be able to fully understand (laughs) the dna book like what i know for a fact but is that i don't know enough to like rule out stuff so I, I tend to approach things with an open mind because <laughs> of that. Yeah. That's a beautiful freaking inspiration <laughs> for all of us. It's like, <laughs> well, all the things that we don't know should give us the space to discuss and be open. That's so yeah. big. That's so, And I think that's really what's missing right now. People are so bent on being right about something, yes. no matter what it is. Mm, I don't know where I heard this from, but it says you have to pick whether you want to be right or be at peace. And that was, it was so crazy for me because like most times we, and we engage like with other people and we relate with them because, and we try to convince them that our stance is right. But then that's, that now opens a whole different conversation because like reality is subjective. So you can't like tell somebody that their reality isn't what their reality is. And your reality is like, what is right. And God, (laughs) there's just so much there to unpack. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's so many layers. There's so many layers to it. And I think that for most of us, we don't really realize that because we're born to know that there's only one way life and death. Like you come here, you live your life and industrial time has taught us that you work hard to get money to get what you want to check boxes that make you successful and that goes back to what you were talking about in 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 getting in these places of comparison right Uh we get in these places of comparison and then that even takes us further away from who we truly are but again stepping back into the experience of life understanding that we came here to rediscover who we truly are to really reawaken the light within so Uh that we can be of that to other people around us. It's, it's like a ripple effect, you know? So the same way that (laughs) negativity can be a, a ripple effect, positivity has 
the same structure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the same impact. And so when we recognize the light inside of us, it really sparks someone else. Even if someone doesn't understand what it is, there is an innate knowing within ourselves that when we recognize something in someone who is enlightened, as you call it, or awakened or whatever, or on uh-huh. the path of, it makes you, when you're open, when your heart and your mind is open, then you ask yourself the question. You then go from being judgy to being curious and thinking that's like you to being planted. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether consciously or unconsciously, like as far as you're open, like to receiving. And that's now ties into like when when we get to interact with each other, like we're engaging with our energetic like fields and your energy is either open to receiving more or like it's closed off and when it's closed off that's when like we fall into all these negative patterns that don't serve our growth but when you're open even if like yeah your mind is consciously overriding your openness because the mind is and that's another (laughs) that's another part of like our existence that we are yet I don't think we'll ever be able to understand if we be but like our mind kind of overrides our energetic um aura but if you're you're unconsciously opens is you get to receive all these nuggets and gems that people pass to you and you might not even notice that that seed has been planted immediately like because it's seed time and harvest like sometimes seeds take time to germinate before they grow and then blossom but you're even you can even see the plant and you're like oh what's what is that right there and then you're able to now start <laughs> asking questions about it it's just it's a beautiful process <laughs> yeah because like you said with the germination of a plant it's like underneath the surface underneath the dirt there's a lot of growth happening right yeah. underneath mm-hmm. that before you start to see the first tiny little sprout so to give again yeah. yourself time to go through that and that you mentioned something about grace earlier that is the point where you need to apply lots of love and lots of grace because like even when you can't see these things manifesting like because these energetic realms we can't see them with our physical eyes we can only feel them and like tap into them through our energetic body and our spirits so we need to learn how to give ourselves that love and that grace so that all these seeds that have been consciously or unconsciously planted have the room to breathe and grow. And like, we need to learn how to cultivate them to the best of our abilities. Mm. My drop, my drop. Gosh, it's just powerful when you think of it in that imagery, you know? Yeah. So you get to take back all the things you were saying in the beginning of not being a good storyteller, because seriously, you have null and voided all of that. (laughs) I think it's just the flu. It's just the flu. Like when you, you're really passionate and that's, that's another thing that life kinds of, of takes away from us. Like it takes away that childlike passion about things that we love and we enjoy. And like I used to, try to be okay in like society's eyes and that really 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 stole like my joy stole my happiness stole my creativity and now that I guess to do what I love like I find that it just things just things I couldn't even like possibly imagine line themselves up for me and it's so amazing (laughs) 
is and yes. I'm just so grateful. <laughs> like I'm super grateful that <laughs> life happens to me the way it's happened. <laughs> like I'm super grateful. Y'all, if you could just see Kellya, like her energy and her light is like literally leaving a permanent smile on my face. My cheeks hurt so much because I can just see and feel her gratitude like across the screen. And it's so beautiful to witness. I just love it. And this is why I, I, I want to do what I do, like, because I want everybody to feel the way that I feel because I know how it feels when I wasn't like this, like I know, I know what the direct opposite of this feels like, and that is no way for anybody to be living. It doesn't matter if like your situation wasn't as extreme or if it's more as extreme than mine was like, it doesn't even matter. Like if you're in disalignment with your soul, it's just not the place to be. And like, I wish everybody would just be able to like tap into this frequency. Oh, I love that. The dualities of that though is so necessary though, right? Like you could have never known. Yes, yeah. Right? You could have never known how sweet your life truly is until you've experienced the latter. And I think this is another thing we keep talking about Abraham, but she also says one of her infamous <laughs> quotes is you got to know what you don't want to know what you do want. And every single time, yeah. yeah. And every single time you enter a relationship that doesn't work for you, a job that doesn't work for you, or you are, you know, trying to teach your kids something and what you are trying to teach doesn't land every single Mm -hmm. time that you have resistance, the resistance is actually showing you that there's actually a different possibility for it to happen when you're open, right? Open mind and willing to shift and see, okay, that didn't work. What else can yeah. work? It refines uh, your process. Like the, the dualities yeah. and the, you know, the dark side of them refine the process of you again, understanding who you are. And I, I'm yeah. really about that too. I'm really about that's, that too. That's all part of like surrendering to the alchemy of life. Like through all these things that you've talked about the process, like going through it, knowing what you want, knowing what you don't want, like it refines your art I would say like it it helps you fine-tune and like get down to like the actual thing that you were put here on this earth to achieve so like and that's why like this past present future this time thing like sometimes we need to look back at our past so that we can see these things because if we're totally like caught up in the moment we might not be able to look back and see, oh, we've come so far. And like, there's so much wisdom in like that journey from where you were to where you are now that you can like transmute and transform into whatever, like literally whatever (laughs) you want it to be. And that's, that's phenomenal. Like it blows my mind that I get to like partake in all these things. And (laughs) honestly, it really, really does. (laughs) like it's so 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 phenomenal yes juicy that's juicy it's just juicy it's juicy to live life on this side and if you don't feel it like based on just the conversation that we're having it should like spark something to be like how about what they have like what are they on give me some of that (laughs) i know you should some of them are listening to us like these crack babies (laughs) what are they even talking about they want some of that crack (laughs) And I say, thank you. Yes, <laughs> yeah, here, I will absolutely. share, right? We have <laughs> enough to share. So come on over. 
and that's the beauty of like being here there's there's that energy of that masculine energy of competition doesn't exist here because we understand that there's enough for everybody like me i want to see everybody like winning and thriving so like competition it doesn't even like come to my mind so being on this side is phenomenal you guys should switch sides <laughs> <laughs> you want to be on our team <laughs> yeah for sure for i sure. <laughs> love that oh my gosh this has been honestly Chelly, i feel like i can talk to you for hours yeah for sure <laughs> we'll have to do this again <laughs> There will be a part two. There will be a part two. Is there a, like a message based on everything that we've talked about so far in this podcast? Is there something that you want to leave the audience with that's super important to you just based on what we've talked about or something that's been really like coming up for you heavy lately that you, yeah, that you just want to tell us? Uh, I think the biggest thing that has been coming up for me lately is that I have to always choose myself, choose my path and choose my purpose, regardless of like the society I'm brought up in, regardless of like the path everybody expects from me. Because do you know what, when it boils down to it, I'm the one living this experience. So I cannot make um, decisions based on what other people expect from me because when it comes down to it, they're living their own lives. Like, and then I'm making my own decisions based on like external inputs. It just, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so that is the one thing that I would want you to like decide for themselves now to choose to live their experience like for them, like to love themselves wholly, totally, completely, and like unrepentantly, <laughs> most importantly, because you know what, all these external factors will try to guilt you into not choosing yourself, into like pouring out of yourself when you don't even have enough, but you can't pour from an empty cup. And ultimately, the way you would interact with them would not be at your highest and at your best because you don't even know what is best for you because you're not choosing you. So that would be my one thing. So <laughs> yeah. good. Oh, so good. <laughs> All right, girl. Yeah, so it. now, mm-hmm. so now it is time for the ending segment of every Yes Girl Live podcast <laughs> show, which is this are you ready ready (laughs) she got her scorpio game face on she's like girl bring it (laughs) yeah okay uh this one's easy coffee or tea Tea. okay um do you pack light or do you overpack damn overpack (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what packing light is Um, do you wake up early or do you prefer to sleep in? It actually depends on like the seasons, but like I would say early. Okay. Okay. Uh, use a map or walk aimlessly. Walk aimlessly. Definitely. I have my own internal compass. (laughs) Yes, girl. Talking like a true intuitive baby. (laughs) Um, have romance or make a friend. Friend, friend. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because a friend can always turn into romance, and that's what you want anyway, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I have like my best friend. We're basically in love. <laughs> yes, I love that. Um, okay, new moon or full moon? Ooh, ooh, full moon, full moon. Just because, like, I love how bright it gets. Mm. Me too. 
I would pick yeah. the same thing. Um, okay, shadow or light? Ooh, shadow. Mm-hmm. I think I'm more comfortable in the shadows. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Um, astrology <laughs> or human design? Astrology. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Uh, would you hire a therapist or hire a coach? I would hire a coach. Like yes. a coach is more is much more like personal. Yeah. I don't know. It's like you're doing the journey with them. A therapist is more like at you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Both are necessary in the growth yeah, process. Yeah. But yeah, I would do the same thing. I would do, totally choose. Not <laughs> not that I'm biased or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That this has been so fun. And it literally I doesn't know. even feel like when I say time is illusion, like literally, I feel like we just started and we are just yeah, getting just started. <laughs> We could go on forever. That's why, like, we'll be going back for a part two. <laughs> yes, girl. So can you tell everybody how we can find you, what you're working on, if they want to work with you? Um, yeah, okay. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Like, if you find my Instagram, the unfiltered edits, all my links are there. So from there, you can find me everywhere else. So check me out on Instagram. Yes, guys. And her posts are fire. Like her posts are so good and so deep. And there's some, there's like a nugget to take away from everything she posts, which is what connected me to her in the first place. And we actually met in a summit that I was co-hosting. And then from there, we started following each other. And then I started reading, I read all her posts and they're just (laughs) fire. They are fire. And then I found out that we were Scorpio Sagittarius sisters. (laughs) it's crazy Uh, again synchronicities guys the 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 universe places in your life exactly who you need to have in it like it's beautiful it's beautiful (laughs) Talia thank you so much mama thank you for having me I had so much fun like I could go on and on and on like that's just how nice talking to you is Oh, girl, I receive, I receive the love and y'all, this ain't the last you're going to see of us collaborating together. So (laughs) awesome. Well, until next time, guys, be great. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Yes Girl Live. I'm your host again, Christina Garcia. You can find me at lifecoach underscore yesgirlthrive on Instagram and TikTok. I am also at www.yesgirlthrive.com. Y'all, I am just so grateful. And if you love what you heard here, please like, subscribe, and comment because we try to make it to the top. So as always, be great. Bye-bye.